This episode is sponsored by Nero. Do you ever constantly feel like you're falling behind and can never catch up and the stress and anxiety are taking over? Are you used to being productive and efficient, but lately you've been feeling sluggish and unable to stay focused for more than a few minutes at a time? Looking for an alternate choice to cut back on those energy drinks and giant cups of coffee? Then we've got the choice for you. Try Neuro. Neuro is a brand of gum and mints used to energize, calm, and focus whenever you need it. Neuro was developed by former athletes training at the highest level who didn't want to take mysterious supplements or energy drinks when studying, training, or going out. Instead of something sugary and ineffective, they wanted to create clean, balanced energy that could be taken anywhere, anytime. With thoughtfully curated ingredients and endless lab testing, means that you can reach the right state of mind safely and consistently. Get that clean burst of energy and focus without the effects of coffee or energy drinks. It's a smart way to fuel body and mind. Stay in the zone, avoid the jitters, and crashing. Our listeners will get an automatic discount of up to 20% off on any gum or mint products using our link, tryneurogum.com slash potential. That's try. N-E-U-R-O gum dot com slash potential. Once again, that's trynerogum.com slash potential. Order now. Get that clean burst of energy and focus. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow member of AFC Richmond, Taylor Sokol. Today, reviewing the third season of the hit comedy sports show, Ted Lasso. This is on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, developed by Jason Sudeikis, Bill Lawrence, Brendan Hunt, and Joe Kelly. This, of course, has been the uh, big hit show for Apple TV+. Plus. A lot of people have loved this show. Exciting to talk about it because at this current time, we do not know if a fourth, if a fourth season is actually happening. Uh, Jason Sudeikis was pretty clear that his character story was to finish in three seasons. Uh, so we're kind of waiting to hear any news about that um, we're going to get to some spoilers so if you have not seen the third season here's your spoiler review spoiler warning. if you don't want to be spoiled go watch the season come back and then uh, listen to our reviews so taylor what is a brief synopsis of ted lasso going into season three so following the events of season two we had kind of a time hop where um you know ted and the team are really you know, kind of coming together, but they're really haven't hit their groove yet. Um, and we lost uh, Nate to West Ham and Keeley and Roy are a little bit on a shaky ground as we leave them. And so the newly uh, AFC Richmond's newly promoted back in and they're kind of widely pegged to finish last. And we've got Nate over at West Ham is kind of the, the wonder kid kind of blown up. And, you know, there's this thing that we, we need to win. And um, 
you know, Rebecca's like, we've, we've got to make this happen. So that's kind of where we start off and we were left off. So yeah, Jason Sudeikis was very vocal that this is a three season story that there was a beginning, middle and end. And that's where it was going to go. So right off the bat, I was really happy about that because a lot of shows do stay outside their welcome or the shows are created and there is no kind of end game. And unfortunately that is the name of the game where if the show does really well, let's keep doing another season. But sometimes you got to stick, stick with your guns and stick the landing. And that is the challenge. Uh, as you know, Chris <laughs> said earlier, um, you know, this show did a great job, I think sticking the landing, but there were a few bumps along the way. And I have been a very big vocal fan of the show. This came out as, Chris and I talked about this show came out at such a great time in the world. Uh, sorry, great timing, not for the world, but what the world was in during a pandemic. And this show was a great bright spot of comedy and humor and just a feel good notion of just being good and just doing good and believing the power of belief. So it, I think because of the pandemic, it kind of catapulted the show to higher heights than it may have done. And I think that was always the case with season one and season two. So I had high expectations for season three, but there were a couple little nitpicks and gripes. I got to hand it to the show though. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to look back at Ted Lasso and you're going to, you're going to look back and say, this show is such a entertaining and fun show. And I just feel good watching it. I don't really feel bad watching it, even though it does tackle some pretty big topics. Um, But just as a sports show, you know, it's one of the, really the only show I can think of that first off tackles the sport of soccer or football. But the idea that um, even though there are a bunch of men dealing with certain situations, there is this feel good nature about it. Um, and even the fact that it tackles things like mental health and depression and anxiety, uh, things that are often not discussed when it comes to sports, unfortunately. So there's a lot to enjoy, and, and the characters are so fun to watch. One thing I actually thought was very interesting as the season went along is it was clear they were like, we want to give a lot more time and detail to characters that are not Ted. And clearly you could tell that, I, I, for some reason, I don't know why Jason Sudeikis felt this was the last season for him. I don't know if it was just like he didn't want to outstay his welcome, but clearly they gave so much attention to these other characters. There's no way that this story ends where it ended in the finale. There's so much to draw from these characters. And as much as I would miss Jason Sudeikis' presence in the show, I could see the show moving on. Now, having said that, I mean, obviously some of the big plot points of this season a big reason why Ted wants to leave in the first place is he he's really missing his son. You know, he starts to find out things like his son is bullying people and, you know, looking at the big kind of reveal of season two of a, a big cause of why he has these panic attacks and stuff is his dad committed suicide and, and him never really having a chance to deal with that properly. And not having a have- dad present in his life. He doesn't want that for Henry. Um, we do get a scene with his mom in this uh, season, which kind of was an interesting scene of like, she never really dealt with it. She kind of just moved on like it never happened. And and he never got to really process all that. Like mother, like son. You know, there's that element. But then at the same time, his uh, his ex-wife is starting to date and move on. 
and not only he, date date their therapist their therapist which, which that was is like family. what which would throw anyone for a loop so there's also this feeling of he doesn't want to be replaced he doesn't you know even if him and his wife are not meant to get back together that's its own thing he doesn't want to feel like someone's going to replace him as a dad and he started to see these things from like you know henry's being like oh yeah he bought me this he played football with me and he's like i'm so far away you know i'm in richmond and i'm like he's starting to realize that maybe that's gonna be more important than staying here with this group of people that he's inspired and clearly changed and made for the better that's more important than maybe this job and yes the whole season with them they're in the premier league and they're trying to you know win they're clearly losing a lot my first nitpick of the season was we have this whole plot point with zava we have this like ultimate great soccer player that is like very full of himself and he's kind of like never really practices and he's supposed to be this great player yeah he's like almost like a christ-like figure he's always meditating and stuff. yeah and he, the way he talks to a lot of the the soccer team is very you know like not talking down to them but it's like you know you pass the ball to me because i am soccer i am the life <laughs> you know it's like very interesting that plot point felt like it would have had more weight to it if his character had stayed the whole season at one point in the season he just doesn't show up to a game and he's made an announcement that he's quitting football for good and he's going to become an avocado farmer and it's like that whole character was like such a buildup for them to one get zava he was supposed to go to chelsea or even west ham tried to get him and he decides to go to richmond so he was there for like three four episodes and then he was just gone which this is the one of the many characters they throw in that don't really add to the story and it kind of takes away from that weight i agree and then also the way they get him is adds to rebecca's character of she's like i'm gonna be I'm going to be better than Rupert. And I thought that was, it added to her and it almost took away from her development as a character. I agree. Yeah. Cause I thought she had a lot more stronger stuff in the second half of the season. Um, her big plot point of the season really is just, she wants to beat Rupert. She, she that's always been the, the idea is that I want my team to win. And she starts to really get on Ted to be like, the tactics you're using are not good enough. We need to win what, you know, man up basically. And Ted's always been this character that, you know, he he's not one to seek revenge or glory. find glory in that way. Mm-hmm. He just wants his team to do well. He wants his team to, you know. It's all about developing them on and off the field. He's like, I'm more worried about them being better people than just being winners. <laughs> and even like in the beginning of the season, there's a point where, you know, Nate Nate goes on to to do a, a press conference and he's talking about how, you know, Ted's a joke and all this kind of stuff. And then Ted goes on and he just treats it like the Ted way. He's like, is that the best you come up with? You know, like he he doesn't take it as um, someone hurting him. He takes his opportunity to to turn it around the Ted way. So I love that even that element of with Nate's relationship. Another nitpick I had was of Nate. I think they they wrote Nate at the end of season two to be like, oh, now he's going to be under West Ham, under Rupert. This is going to be his villain arc so that when he does redeem himself by the end of season three, we really feel for Nate. He was good way too quick, like way too quick. There was, I absolutely agree. A lot of people had a lot of gripe with end of season two that why did Nate become like this? 
this had started from the first season. If you look at all the stuff, slowly his hair gets grayer. He started this meat guy who would have these outbursts of anger, yell at people, and then Ted making him feel important and putting him on the team as a coach. And then he kind of felt like he was shafted more and more. And I could understand that going back and rewatching it. But I 100% agree there was no proper redemption arc for him. First of all, him and Ted only have two scenes, two scenes together. Okay. One of them, they don't even talk. He's about to talk to him. Nothing said. And the second scene is just a throwaway apology. So yeah, he has this whole thing where he, he, it's a come to, if you will, come to the light moment that he finds on his own, which I think is good because most, most situations, the character, they have a talk and then it's, it's all good or something. He finds it himself, but I laugh because he realizes at one point Rupert's a scumbag, which I'm like, you just realized this when he cheated on his wife, left her with all this. You just realized he was a scumbag now. <laughs> like I didn't get that. And they kind of made it that it was because of a woman, which this girl that he dates Jade, um, who is this hostess in the restaurant. They have this thing going on. I think it was great that they had this, but they didn't develop her at all. She was just kind of very one note. And I thought I wanted some more of that, but we do get this great scene with him and his father where Nate has this situation where his dad is very overbearing, very tough on him. And there's a very emotional scene where he's like, I did this because I wanted to be better, but I've always been proud of you. Always loved you. I thought that was good, but yeah, he became good way too quick. And there wasn't enough, like another enough redemption that he doesn't come back to the team until the last episode. And it was just, it, I felt really annoyed by that part too. Yeah. I wanted him to be dark Nate for a little longer, um, a little more cocky um, because it would be things where like in front of Rupert, he would make jokes like, you know, like, are we going to kill them tomorrow? He's like, then I'm going to have a second chance, you know? And then he'd like be in his office and he'd be looking at a, a video of Ted or some kind of, you know, the wonder kid strikes again. And he would have these like, normal Nate moments where he's like, is this really me? Am I living up my potential? And I'm like, he should be fully invested in this world until maybe the moment where Rupert brings him up for that like one party. He's like, you know, we're going to have a drink together tonight, just you and me. And clearly it's to hook up with these women. And that's where maybe he sees, oh, wait, this is what this life leads to. I mean, I did love some of the visual elements of like the West Ham offices look very similar to the Richmond offices, but then Rupert's office looks straight up like the emperor's throne room from and that's what they model Empire it looks so great and he's got the little so turning great, chair like eh, hello there wonder kid <laughs> so perfect I mean I just love Anthony Head in that role period because all of us you know we're Buffy fans you know Miss Giles it's like he's so good at being such a dick like he's oh, yeah. just so and they even they do attempt these little moments in this season of again which I love about this show is everyone's flawed and everyone has a chance to redeem themselves. There is these redeeming moments almost in Rupert, but then his true character still comes out. I mean, that scene, you know, we do get um, a Khufu, a Khufu, uh, Sam, Richard, Sam Richardson, Sam Richardson, you know, who's like, <laughs> of course, still very upset at Sam for not wanting to join his team um, and just ridiculous dialogue. I mean, it is pretty funny, but he wants to make this like super rich soccer league. Mm -hmm. And Rupert does invite Rebecca to be like, I think Richmond should be part of this. And so there is this moment of like, he's not doing this to be like, hey, you don't belong here. He's like, you, you belong here. You have you a seat at the table. The table. Mm -hmm. 
but then when she realizes that this whole thing is like a playgroup for these rich men and, and why would you take that away from the fans who really care about the sport she's just like you guys are a bunch of little boys just you're a bunch of idiots and after this whole falling out with you know this guy Rupert almost tries to kiss Rebecca and I yeah. literally I yelled at the TV I went don't do yeah. it <laughs> I said no. Her yeah. character has her struggles with dealing with, you know, the fact that he's like he's always had someone that's the same name, and then like younger, like she's had to really work on herself to own up to the boss that she is, you know, and go from being wanting to destroy everything Rupert loved to wanting to beat him to being I just want to be better than him and be a better person for me. It's it's a beautiful arc. Um, and speaking of uh, arcs. I, this is my nitpick, and I, I'm sure you'll bring this up too. The relationship of Keeley and uh, Roy was very beautiful. I thought, you know, from her, you know, kind of just dating the players, you know, from Jamie, and we'll talk about Jamie here. But yeah, them too, you know, they break up and they don't really explain why. And things happen. Um, Roy's dealing with a lot of his demons. And so what I didn't like about this, they they break him up and then they put Keeley with this you know, woman, I have no problem with her being in a relationship with a woman, but it kind of just added this relationship where they could have had more dynamics of them, you know, kind of back and forth. And what the relationship that Keely got into, it took away her power. She's always been this cute, very attractive, sexy, but very smart, driven woman from season one, but with this beautiful ball of light to kind of be in a ditz. They made her kind of like, kind of like she would say things and i'm like your your character's smarter than that why are you why are you doing this why are you saying these things so they kind of dumbed her down and i that's what just what i felt and you know we have this relationship that's thrown in that never comes back and then we kind of leave keely and roy that kind of back together but then jamie at the end's like oh i want to get with her too so which which really surprising like why i thought jamie was above that and it just kind of like let's kind of throw all the stuff real quick at the end. And it kind of felt like you have 12 episodes. Why are we rushing these plots towards the end? Yeah. And that's why I questioned some things like, like I was kind of surprised the Amsterdam episode has like a really high rating on IMDb. And I thought it was one of the weaker episodes of the season. Yes. Um, I thought they could have gone a lot further with some of it. Now I, I enjoyed some of the bonding elements of like the team, like they couldn't, decide what to go out and do so by the end they just do like a pillow fight and watch a movie and like that was kind of funny right but there was just some things where i'm like i think the show sometimes has a hard time of like do we go further into comedy land and a little bit of sitcom land where things are a little like i think coach beard falls very much into sitcom land um which i love you know it's like he he sometimes does things that are so ridiculous you're like it, it kind of fits that and so does leslie leslie is very much a, a comedy character but then there's moments where they want to just toe the line and keep it in reality and i'm like i think you need to you know like i don't know if it was hard for them to think of we want we have 12 episodes we really want to give all these characters fleshed out final stories if this is so-called our last season and i think there were better ways to do it for some characters i think some characters were were really well done I think where they succeeded more was the team itself. They gave a lot more time to uh, certain members of the team. Um, you know, we had a whole story with Sam, obviously um, he's been building this restaurant to 
offer you know food from his culture and then we have like real world problems of like he he starts to have this kind of tweet battle with the prime minister about refugees and people come in and like destroy his restaurant and i felt so bad for sam i felt devastated but then to see his father come in and be like and the, and the team come all together yeah, to help rebuild and, and stuff it. it's just beautiful. like these beautiful moments um colin was a big plot point this season of he felt very nervous to come out and admit that he's gay and of course the team could give two craps that he's gay they're like we and i love the way that it was written ted lasso goes it's not we don't care we do care and that's why it's important like he's like we do care you're that way because that's who you are yeah you know obviously with colin there was the moment where uh some guy in the stand basically said the f word uh a slur towards um homosexual people and to see our captain get so upset and McAdoo. angry oh yeah McAdoo. going in the stands to beat the crap out of this you know and because there's this whole scene where they're all like delete your phones delete the stuff and McAdoo sees like obviously some uh increment some interesting stuff on colin's phone and then he it goes the other way where he's mad at him like you didn't think you could trust me and you didn't think that i'd be okay with this and he's like what what about me made you think i would be mad at you and he's like because and that that was an interesting conversation to have and then of course they're like all best buds and they of course support him and and then even like talking about you know there's a point where some of the characters get to go off to do like an international game with their league um you know jamie gets to go for for england and danny gets to go to mexico all this kind of stuff and uh, to see that sam still is not chosen to be for nigeria it's just like heartbreaking but then you get some really funny bits where like danny and van damme are yeah. like yeah. Like Z- Zorro, Danny's the yeah. nicest guy ever. I know. And, and he's then like, he's like, "Once I'm your enemy, and he's like, what enemies now? I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> that was just so funny. But speaking of Jamie, I mean, Jamie, a big plot point for the season was Ted coming up with what he thinks is his uh, his brilliant uh, design of we'll do this kind of uh, fluid plane where we don't we don't do you know everyone kind of pyramid structure triangle you're constantly moving. And Jamie kind of coming to terms that even though he's one of the better players on the team, it's not his place to continue this life of me and I'm the star sharing the space and sharing even him being like, exactly. he's like, like, why isn't this working? And Jamie's like, because you're not going in front of me. You keep using me. He's like, you got to work around me. You got to keep, you know, so I love that there was more, a you know, Jamie, the way this show started he was such a you know cocky full of shit. himself cocky little <laughs> shit and he's really grown to to become more of a leader of the team and a, a real team player and then we do you know have these kind of struggles where like he goes back to Chelsea and we see we see how his home team like you know the the fans there support him very negatively and obviously the relationship with his father, who that was really sweet to see that his father decides to get help and is now in, you know, probably Alcohols Anonymous. And, and we see a reconnection by the end of the show that they've rebonded because that's such a thing about Jamie's past is and which which why his relationship with Roy this season was really nice because Roy 
trains him. He takes him under his wing, and, and they bond even better. I mean, one of the best scenes of this whole season was Roy going, I don't know how to ride a bicycle. And yeah. Jamie, you know, just again, a simple comedic premise that just worked so well. So, I mean, there, again, there was so much to love of this season. Great callbacks to the final episode. I mean, we've, I've never seen so many good callbacks to the first season than how Ted Lasso did. But yeah, overall, I mean, it, like we said, it, it stuck the landing. There were so many great moments. And uh, like I said, we had some nitpicks on how they developed some characters, but. You know, a lot of these other characters like Rebecca and Jamie and, and Ted, you know, even Beard, who I love that they kept Beard a very enigmatic person. And he was mysterious this entire show because we, yes. we didn't really know how him and Ted really knew each other. And for him to be the one to go to Nate to say, look, Ted is the kind of person that really can see past your flaws and forgive you for anything. And he's like, I was in jail. I went to prison for meth and for I stole Ted's car and he still forgave me. He gave me a place to live. He gave me a job. And now I'm here in this country where I met this beautiful woman. I have this fantastic job. None of that would have been possible without Ted. So he's willing to forgive Nate for all of that. And I actually thought the Nate Ted um, moment was pretty beautiful, especially with you know, so much of the relationship was this mentorship, but then with the whole belief side, him seeing that footage of that Nate tore it up, but then he had to hide under this table for like five hours, which oh, I was yeah, like, struggling, he fell um, over. And all a stuff. cleaning crew would see that there's a person. It's not like this is a secret hiding spot. Like you're playing they a video see... game and oh, I'm in stealth mode. <laughs> Should be able to see you. <laughs> they would see you. But that moment where he's like, you know, can I just say that I'm really sorry and stuff. And he's like, you know what, Nate? When I look up there, I still see it. And for that moment, when all the team members put the belief sign back together, I mean, I had the chills. I was like, this is great. And it was just a sweet moment of like, Rebecca sells, you know, almost half of the team to fans. Like, the three fans we've had in the pub this entire show own 1% of Richmond. Like, that is huge for them. And to see Ted go, you know, it's 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 sad. But you see, like, this is what his decision is. He wants to be with his son. He wants to be home. And now he's coaching his son in soccer. And that was just kind of a fun little like tie in at the end. But I do think there's still hope for the show. I, you know, Beard obviously stays. And we did finally find out his name, Willis. Oh, which <laughs> was pretty funny when he was like, goodbye, Ted. Goodbye, Willis. And it was a callback earlier when he did say, what you're talking about, Willis. It wasn't a reference. But uh, yeah, and Brennan Hunt himself has said, who played Beard, that this show has literally infinite possibilities with the spinoffs they could do. Well, especially with the whole end of the season is the top four teams are going to go to this, you know, champions league now. And they are in that they got second place for the, the season. So you could have that. I mean, we could go to world cup stages. There's so many things they could do to continue a majority of the characters. Um, Dr. Sharon's back. She's now the official, uh, you know, therapist for the team. So with so many characters that I'm sure that would want to continue the show, I'd be I'd love an AFC Richmond show that does two, three seasons, even without Ted. And then of course if Jason Sudeikis is willing to make a cameo here and there, people would love that. You know, if like even if it's like Coach Beard on a Zoom call or Face FaceTime. Hey, the Lasso verse like, could be a thing. I'm just saying. I mean there's... the show's so hot, how can they not? Yeah. You know? And it was even that sweet moment. We 
one character we didn't really talk about is uh, Trent Krim, who's been a that's been a great kind of uh, storyline as he's writing this book for the, the 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 team of all the stuff you know the Ted Lasso kind of like theory of why it works. And those whole seasons really fun because he's been kind of like this little guy in the background that just kind of pops in every now and then. And of course, the Diamond Dogs are a really funny bit. But when Ted writes his notes on his copy of this book, he goes, "I love it, but you should change the title. It's never, it never was about me." I'm like, that right there is just a clue of like we can change the title and it still be the heart of the show without Ted Lasso. Perfect. Now, we've had shows in the past, though, that have lost their leading man and still have some flair of what the show is, but do lose, you know, like The Office, I think about. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? We haven't had announcements yet, but even though I would say, yes, there was some bumps in the road with some of the writing and choices, there were so many scenes that cracked me up. I had the heartfelt moments. I love the show. And it's sad for to see Jason go. I think, you know, I'm excited to see what he's going to do next. Um, you know, this was such a big thing for him. And again, I think of this show really stemming from this character that he kind of developed through SNL and then was hired by NBC to like just be this character for some like football shorts. He developed now to a full, one of the biggest shows on the planet, the the impact on pop culture. It's pretty impressive to see what Ted Lasso has become. So 100%. Well, listen, I'm going to give... Overall, the series, I'm going to give it a good 9 out of 10. But for the season, I'm a little harsh. I'm going to give this third season uh, 7.5, 8-ish. I'm a little little critical because I just, I didn't feel the excitement in the, I did the other seasons and I was, I was just a little too critical of this, but overall I did really like it. And um, again, the reason why, the reasons I gave earlier. Well, for the full full series, it's 9 out of 10. I'm going to give this season 8 out of 10. I still really enjoyed a lot of it, um, although I think there was just a few plot choices that could have been uh, altered. But it didn't didn't affect me to the point of fully negatively, you know, not liking the season. So, but we'll be patiently waiting to see what happens with Ted Lasso uh, moving forward and what it might become. We'll see. But uh, you can go watch all three seasons of Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. Plus. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture. Entertainment and nerdum. And remember, know know your your potential. potential.